0: Or Hardcore 2.0 episode 29. Today we're gonna to be talking about Trembolone Cycle with Europharmacies. And um, yeah, a lot of different ways to run trend. Trend is listen, at the end of the day, it is the beast, it is the golden nectar. Um, it is it is the steroid that you try to work your way up to over time. And once you get there, you're at the top of the mountain. You got nowhere to go but down after you use trend. So this is why one of the reasons why we say don't use trend when you're new to the steroid lifestyle. It's one that you got to work your way up because once you get there, you're not going to want to go back to using other steroids. You see what I'm saying? So we're going to get into that in this podcast. We're going to tell you the history of trend. We're going to talk about. Best thing that it's used for, we're going to talk about the side effects, we're going to talk about how to stack it and dose it, and we're going to talk about why Europharmacy's trend is really good. We're going to talk about the different options that they have uh, that you can go and buy from them. And uh, it's a really, really good quality, high quality, clean trend that you can buy from them. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But first, let's get into the history of that trend, Mobster. And I'll bring you in on this one in, in a bit, but let's, let's talk about what we're... we're you know, the, 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 the history behind it. So first released in the cattle industry in the 1980s under the name Finaget, contained the short-acting ester acetate. And the reason they want to use trend in the cattle industry is to make the cattle way more, to beef them up before. So this way the farmer can get more money. Now, Trend Hex um, was first came on the human use by Negma out of France. That was a pharmaceutical brand designed for bodybuilders. And in 1997, they finally discontinued the product because, you know, they didn't want any of the heat. So since then, you can't find human-grade trend anymore. So now to get trend, you've got to go to the black market, underground labs that produce it and you've got to obviously make sure that you're getting good quality trend and luckily it's not an expensive steroid to produce so any source out there is going to have trend and not just trend but they're going to have different types of trend. And it's uh, it's really, really easy to get a hold of. But if you're in a different country where steroids are decriminalized or steroids are legal, or you can go to the pharmacy and ask the pharmacist for steroids, you're not going to find trend. You're still going to have to buy it underground. You're still going to have to buy, buy it to the black market because no pharmaceutical company produces it anymore, you see? So that was it. So if you were lucky enough in the late 90s to have some parabolin, hanging around that you had saved that was really really something that was in high demand so bodybuilders what they started to do rather than pay the high prices for that pharmacy grade parabolin which is the stuff of legends by the way um they started extracting the trend acetate hormone from cattle pellets sold under the brand Fenaplex h and the pellets were not meant for humans but as cattle implants to be punched behind the animal's ear with a pellet gun. So they use solvents and filters to extract the hormone from pellets into a vial of injectable oil. And we still see guys doing this today. And, um, you know, these are guys that are, um, wannabe chemists and they'll do this right from their home. And they'll, they'll make trend at home from the actual trend, uh, from the phenaplex age. So look at the end of the day, it's reputation, um, you know, we, we talked about on other podcasts about the change in bodybuilding mobster from the 80s to the 90s. And one of the big reasons why bodybuilders started blowing up and bodybuilding and powerlifters started shattering records was because of parabolin, a.k.a. trend. And this is this is one of the reasons that has changed. So it's very, very important historically for us to talk about this so you understand Um, Why guys in the 70s and early 80s were winning Mr. Olympias and they were 195 pounds. And then you had the Lee Haney's and the Dorian Yates and the Ronnie Coleman's and the Jay Cutler's come on, come on over the next 10, 15 years. And these guys weigh close to 300 pounds. So how did human beings evolve that quickly? Trend. Trend is, 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 I can point to trend and say, yeah, trend had a big part to do with that. Along with HCH, along with some of the other steroids that guys started using. Um, and that was a big reason why. So, Trend, look, it's the beast. It's the beast of all steroids. And you talk to anybody from the 90s who's lucky enough to use that pharmacy grade parabolin, and they say, wow, this stuff is amazing. But look, at the end of the day today, you find a good, you know, um, you find a good lab that can produce high quality trend, and there's gonna be no difference between what they used to use in the 90s and what they use today. So they've done a really good job of producing a really high-quality trend. And look, the, the results speak for themselves, mobster. I mean, look at who's been winning Mr. Olympia the past few years. These guys are absolute monsters. Just just Google Big Rami and, and, and look at what 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 bodybuilding has become. So that's a proof in itself that trend is still very widely used. Um, even though it hasn't even been, le- you know, legal or hasn't even been pharmacy grade in uh, 25 years plus. So, Momster, what are your thoughts on the history and how has changed bodybuilding with trend?
1: Yeah, so I'll give a little bit of background on the whole veterinary steroids thing, and and we've actually seen this mentioned, fun enough, on one of our uh, Oz forums, uh, and. and the veterinary is kind of amusing. It's difficult to get hold of now. But back when it was easy, you could literally contact a veterinary supplier. And and they have these they have like bags of steroids. So what do I mean by that? For example, we've talked about in bodybuilding purposes, in PED purposes, a 10 mil vial. They have hundred mil vials, Steve. But the dosage per milliliter tends to be a lot lower. And then the cost is a lot lower as well. So the guys go, oh, this is amazing. You can buy a 100-mil bottle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then, for example, it won't be 200 milligrams. It won't be 300 milligrams. it would be 100 or it's 50. And then, of course, we've talked about stuff like this. the sterility issues. I've been involved in the meat industry and had the conversations with a QC who'd been to the abattoirs and talked to how you know, how the the, the animals were medicated. As an example, Steve, they use, it's supposed to be, and this is back in the 90s, as you said earlier on, supposed to be one needle per 10 animals rather than one needle per injection, as we were talking about. So it's stuff like that. So, and and then again, you know, the the, the sterility issue again, because of the solvents, you got that wrong, it stung like fuck. It's bad enough with PIP on certain anabolic steroids as it is. Can you imagine doing it and you've still got that the solvent in there stinging you like a bitch and whatever else. So it's and again, I, I I can almost understand why some of these guys do it, but you're talking about filters and solvents and god knows what else. Guys, the work has been done for you. The sterility is more or less guaranteed. Like the quality is 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 again five years, ten years ago, Steve, we would see differentiations in colour and people saying, you know, the darker the colour, the better the trend, and so on and so forth. All of these things have become Kind of a non, non, non thing, Steve. They're they're they're, they're negated now. You don't even need to think about those particular things. And it's an interesting thing. The other thing that you have actually touched upon as well, and I talked to Steve about this in a pre-show, was quite simple. The amount of people that are convinced, convinced that Trent was a veterinary steroid, where C said the actual history flips that around. It was human use, then it was in the animal industry, and then we started playing around with the animal industry product before we was able to get labs to produce it back into human use. Now, of course, it's still used in the animal industry, certainly still used in some countries, and, of course, we can source it from from good approved sources like Europharmacies. A lot easier. As Steve said, it's bizarre, absolutely bizarre, that you've got countries in the world where you can walk into a pharmacy, and I'll just give an example. This was certainly true a few years ago, Steve. I think places like Greece would give you very low doses, I believe, I'm going to say Anivar, uh i think there was a couple of other drugs if your child was underweight and of course you've got places like some of our uh uh, listeners and members are from india you can go into pharmacies and places in india and get again again it's typically a much lower dose but it's over the counter but as steve said you can't go into those places because none of the pharmacies in those countries are producing trend so you can't go into those places and buy trend so that's kind of a weird situation but uh Trend's reputation, which we're also going to touch upon when we talk about side effects and other things, is a thing in and of itself. It's almost like a category on its own, Steve. And as you know, I'm about to run a cycle, a cutting cycle, but my first low dose ever of Trend, which is coming up in September of this year as we record this. Um, and again, I, I, my reputation alone, again, I know buddies that have used this product, and it's one of those ones. And I think I want to get Steve in on this as well. When we talk about how you feel on it, uh, the phrase, a particular phrase that Steve uses quite often when he's referring to training, etc. So I would 100% also agree, finally, Steve, it is not, in my opinion, not something you just use straight away. I have seen people that are far too young and even those that are old enough have trained in their description for their first cycle and it's an absolutely no 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 from me for your first cycle you need to understand the side effects that's something else which we're going to get into properly but the amount of times and we've done a lot of tremblon uh podcast even a lot of articles and a lot of threads and posts on the forums the amount of times it it's never never been a time when there's not been at least one mention of the side effects, and yet people still can't get their head around it when they try it. Uh, so, we're going to talk about how you can tweak that, how you can engage it as much as possible, all these kind of things we're going to try and cover today. Back to you, Steve.
0: Just talk about what's trend best used for. And look, I've seen people on forums like just this mentality of, well, my way is the only way you can run trend. So, I've seen people run trend. And they've eaten fast food. They eat like shit. They don't sleep good on it. They just go and train and just eat whatever they can. cheeseburgers from fucking some fast food joint. And they absolutely get ripped. And they get strong. And they get huge. Uh, You know, we see this. And some of these guys, you know, they'll actually do that. They'll run trend, snap some pictures, and then they'll post that as their, like, profile picture and stuff on these forums. And then like you go on their like social media, you go on their Facebook, and you see a recent picture and they look like shit. It's like, what the hell? So it's like trend was like the peak of their life, was on trend. And since then they actually look like shit. So basically, trend, what I'm trying to get at is trend can for for some people really transform you and make you. The best body you've ever had, even if you don't know how to eat and even really if you don't even know how to train, as long as you're just you know moving some weights around, it seems to work for some people. But can you imagine, though, if those people actually got their diet on point and they actually learned and knew how to train properly and they actually slept well and all this good stuff? Could you imagine what they would look like? So that just shows you trend can cover up a lot of deficiencies. And we see this in the in the pro bodybuilding world some of these pro bodybuilders, I mean, gosh, their diets are just, I mean, so bad, but they'll wait until contest time and really like work with a coach and the coach will get them on the right track just so they can look good for their contest. And then you run into them in person and you're, and you're like, wow, this guy looks like an average Joe. Like he doesn't look that good, but like what, what's going on here? So they'll, they'll really try to look good around the competition. So with trend, can you imagine on trend if you just really get your shit together? Like someone like Mobster, who trains powerlifting and trains heavy, for him, because he already has success without the trend, adding the trend already to what he has is going to send him blowing through plateaus. So that's what trend does. Trend blows you past plateaus. If you have a strength plateau you're trying to blow through, it'll push you over the top. If you have a weight plateau you're trying to push through, it'll push you over the top. If you have a physique plateau that you're trying to get, Trend will push you over the top. So it can do it all. And it just depends on the person. I, for me, when I you know run Trend, it's been more for strength and size uh, for me. Um, I don't shred down on Trend. I get big. Like, within the first couple weeks on Trend, I'll gain like six to eight pounds on the scale it's really incredible um and that's just how my body reacts to it some people are going to be different some people will shred up on it um and it it really just depends on a lot of different factors and where you are with your training and stuff like that so i'm around the time i was definitely strength training so when i used trend obviously it helped me with my strength i was able to do weights that i could have never done without the trend you know, so I mean, I was benching four twenty, 420, four twenty five Before trend, I was benching, I would say 330, 340 area. So I was able to put on like about 70, 80 pounds on my bench press after a couple trend cycles, you know, back to back. So would I have been able to do that without trend? No. But you know what ended up happening in the process? I blew out my shoulder so you gotta really you know just be aware of that so sometimes it's a it's a curse it's not a blessing but look at the end of the day there's a lot of different factors that it can help you with Mobster. yeah I mean
1: something Steve something Steve touched upon when he talks about social media i was thinking Steve even though I've actually done podcasts on this subject social sorry social media influencers, aka people that Talk about diet plans and training plans and all sort of uh, templated and very rarely written to order, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which they should be. And the other one thing is the they're not telling you what they're doing to get in shape. They're not telling you what they're doing to stay in shape. They are certainly not telling you that they're using trend. They're certainly not talking about any other fat cutting products that they're using. They're certainly not talking about the extremes they sometimes get to just to get in the shape of photograph etc they're not talking about the tricks that they do with the pictures and the photoshops and all the rest of that stuff But trend is definitely in the mix when it comes to that particular uh, way of getting into shape for them they'll sit there talking about you know you do my training plane and you'll get into shape just like me and it's only a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a month or whatever else yeah where's the trend where's the mention of the clebuterol where's the DNP? where's the high caffeine fat cutting products? None of these things are mentioned, or if they are mentioned, they are mentioned in a very sort of casual, almost throwaway kind of way. Something else Steve said. Um, I mean, one thing I actually will say in terms of what is used for recomposition seems to stick in my mind. For the average user, very few people listening are going to be doing the strength level type stuff that I am. I know, as I said, I have had strength buddies use trend. But you've got to remember, and again, this is an issue with regards to side effects, my strength buddies tend to, and certainly did back in the day, Steve, have a higher level of body fat. And therefore, the the more body fat you got on, the more you're going to struggle. The bigger you are, the more you're going to struggle. But also, if you look at current Mr. Olympias, the last two, three Mr. Olympias, four Mr. Olympias, we're seeing not just, as Steve said earlier on, big motherfuckers, but we're seeing big, rip motherfuckers in decent condition in the off-season, doing a great lot of weight. We just touched upon on on, on a bodybuilder the other day, Steve, a Canadian pro with, with doing 10 plates aside on hack squats. Hadie pen, the current Mr. Olympia, doing 10 plates aside on hack squats, that's a lot of weight. That's 900-pound hack squats, guys, using American plates. It's 880 pounds using 20-kilo plates. That is a lot of weight. 900-odd pounds is, is not a million miles away from 1,000 pounds on on hack squats, and you still got abs, and you still got veins. So there's the kind of thing that keeps it out there, the recomposition. And this is because I, I, I like to mention this from time to time. We love to talk about and focus on the professionals, but these are freaks. These are extremes. They're the outliers. So the typical listener is a recomposition thing, I think, more than anything else. Like Steve says, and I agree with it a thousand percent when he said it earlier, you can get away, and I I don't want to encourage this, but you can get away with being a little bit sloppy. Now, again, freaks, those people that have that kind of disposition will respond to PEDs better than the average Joe. So some can get away with more the rest of you it comes down to that line that steve said and i agree with this a thousand percent if you can get away with a little bit on trend imagine how much better you would have looked how much more cut how much more in shape how much more stronger you'd have been how much more muscle you would have added like steve talking about if you'd have done everything on point this is why we encourage diets to be a thousand percent this is why we want your training to be on point it needs to be and the results would then be that much more spectacular. Hell, guys, if Steve was sloppy, and I don't think Steve's that kind of person, and gained six pounds, could he have gained seven pounds or eight pounds if he'd have been 1,000% on point, doing his training, absolutely fucking crazy stuff. So, yeah, what do I think the typical listener's going to be doing, Steve? Recomposition. Gaining muscle and losing fat, that sort of miracle thing that's very difficult to typically do. Hitting it hard in the gym. The aggression levels, I think Steve touched upon this, and I want to talk about that as well, Steve, and again, specifically in the side effects. I'll get Steve to go into detail then, but he's called it a relationship killer. So there's a tendency, and I think there's only one other drug that I've actually discussed in the past that perhaps can change. I don't believe, road rage is a thing that's never actually been proved legally, but the 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 let's just say the, the, the hint of aggression, the level of assertiveness, it can go up a little bit, on, on testosterone from a lot of people, but with trends are, are a little bit more against Steve. So there's a there's a thing there. I think you kind of you're going to feel like you know you're going you're you're, you're pushing the, the pedal down. You're going a little bit faster in your body. Things are working a little bit better. There's a kind of edge and an intensity to your training that I think that tiny extra added in. It's only one or two percent, Steve, but you'll feel it again, above and beyond what you might feel on testosterone with trend again, so to speak. So yeah, keep that in mind, guys. I think, as I say, recomposition for the typical user, a strength athlete like myself, I'm I'm doing a cut, as I say, so I'm going to be looking to get leaner just for a month just to see what the hell happens, get the stomach down. Uh, But the the one I'm actually following up, ironically enough, will be a bulk uh, after a decent little bit of time in between. But I'm actually going to do at least one lift in the middle there during the cut where I'm going to try and and get some serious numbers. Like I said, I've never used trend before, so it would be very interesting to see how I get on. Come on the forums and check that out. And, and if you see that Mobster does well on trend, then what the hell guys, you never know how you're going to get on as
0: well. Back to you. So let's get into how, you know, all this stuff about trend and um, what is it? What is it all about? What's the method to the madness of of how trend was created? So it wasn't by accident. It's a, it's part of the 19 nor family steroids. It's a modification of the 19th position. And another 19-nor that you may know about is nandrolones. And that's decadribolone and nandrolone phenylpropionate, uh, phenylpropionate, NPP. But those were structurally made differently. Um, The nandrolone nandrolone is very mild, okay? Trenbolone is not. So we can just look at the ratio, the anabolic and androgenic score, And it's five times more anabolic and five times more androgenic than testosterone. So that's not something they did on accident. They wanted to create something that was really, really, really powerful. And look, it's all about chemists. They're playing around with these hormones. They're coming up with different hormones. They're and they're messing around with them. And this happened to be the situation where they came up with something. That they wanted to be have a ratio of 500 to 500. And testosterone has a ratio of 100 to 100. So they wanted it to be five times more powerful. Now, I've talked about this on the forum. I talked about this on the other podcast. Mobster has as well. Just because something is on paper, a certain ratio doesn't necessarily mean it translates to real life. So... You know, does it mean that you're going to get five times the gains on trend as you would testosterone? Does it mean you're going to get five times the strength as testosterone? No. I mean, that's not what it means. But basically, it's definitely a hell of a lot more powerful than than testosterone. Whether you want to say that you're going to get twice as much gains or whatever, it it depends. Everybody's going to be different. I mean, we can't just say in real life it doesn't, doesn't work like that. So, I'd look the bottom line is they wanted they came up with something that was crazy good for muscle building, crazy good for nitrogen retention, crazy good for protein synthesis and cell repair and all that stuff that comes with using anabolic steroids. And if you stack trend with something that is that binds to SHbG really well, um, such as when we're going to talk about how to stack it a little bit, now you're also suppressing H- SHbG, and that's basically going to give the green light for your body to not have that survival mechanism in place where it blunts gaining strength and it blunts gaining muscle. So in this case on trend, sky's the limit. I mean, you can you can put on globs of muscle and globs of strength on this stuff. And um, and it, you know the health ramifications, though, of doing something like that are are definitely there. So when you're doing something like that, the side effects are going to be an issue. A lot of guys complain on trend mods. So we can go through the list of stuff. Um, I'll go through a few side effects and you can kind of talk about the side effects that you've uh, seen a lot of guys complain about. And some of the side effects, I personally didn't experience this, but a lot of guys did. And that's insomnia. And the reason, and they call it trend somnia But mine was a little bit different because I'd wake up in the middle of the night with the shakes where I needed something. I needed some carbs and then I carb up. What I would do is I'd get these like high quality, like organic frozen pancakes and put them in my freezer. And then in the middle of the night, if I started to get the shakes or I get some apple juice, so I'd get up. I'd have a couple I'll, I'll throw a couple of those pancakes in the in the microwave, throw some raw honey on it, drink some apple juice and I'd be I'd be good to go and I go back to sleep. So I'd wake up like in a sweat with shakes. A lot of guys have trouble falling asleep on trend, they have trouble fall, uh, staying asleep on trend. A lot of that has to do with the strain on your heart health, the strain on your liver, the strain on your kidneys. All that makes your body sick inside because of how toxic trend is inside the body and how much you're the more you gain on it the more stress that's going to be on your body and it's going to have a domino effect of all kinds of side effects your cholesterol levels will be haywire good cholesterol going down bad cholesterol going up total cholesterol being sky high um 50 60 points total cholesterol jumps um your blood pressure your heart rate goes up. It absolutely is inflammatory in the body. You're going to, it's going to open you up to injuries much more easier. It's going to put a lot of pressure on all your organs, not just your heart, your liver, and your kidneys, any organ you can think of in your body. It's going to put pressure on. Uh, So there's a lot of different effects that it's going to have. And then the domino effect of not getting proper sleep, the domino effect of the effects that it has on your brain, The way it throws off dopamine, the way it throws off neurotransmitters in your brain, it causes a lot of issues. So I bring in mobster on the relationship aspect. Every time I've run trend, it's ruined my relationship. And the reason is, is because then I want to venture out. I want to go bang other women. Okay, so really. I had a client of mine, he's actually uh, gay and he had the same issue and he went out and he had sex with so many guys on the on trend and he came to me like steve you know i'm usually not like this i like to be monogamous what's going on with me and i said look it's the trend the trend is causing you to want to be like that then he came off the trend and he instantly regretted what he did you know and he was like man i i got rid of such a great relationship and then now you know i regret it and now i have to rebuild my relationship all over again and it's all because of trend because trend messes with your mind, it makes you want to feel like a dog and get out there and just hunt hunt down as many women as you can, you know, and that's how it is, or as many guys as you can. So that's how Trend is. And um, and then another flip side mobster. We've seen this on some guys. I've listened to different podcasts, and some guys have said they actually run trend and end up in jail from the trend because they get aggressive on the trend, the road rage. They get on trend, makes them do things they wouldn't normally, makes them be more aggressive than they normally would. We've seen bodybuilders who have done stupid things on camera where they've been aggressive with other people and attacked other people. And it's been obvious Yeah, these guys are obviously on trend. They claim they're on TRT. Okay. But they're really on trend. The trend is their fucking TRT. So we've seen this a lot. So you really just, it affects people differently. Like I'm calm as a cucumber on trend. I'm calm as a cucumber. So the side effects don't make me aggressive, but they make me aggressive in a different way, if that makes sense. And plus, you just got to take out your baby batter in the gym. You got to go in the gym, lift heavy weights and and kind of get off all that aggression. But just those androgens from the trend, there's nothing like it out there. Um, and if you can't handle those side effects, it's going to have an effect, a negative effect on your life. So that's really the number one thing to do, and I'm not trying to scare people, but I'm just trying to warn you, and I think we're doing a good job of that mobster, because I've had so many people come to me and say, yeah, I'm not ready for training, I don't want to ruin my marriage, I don't want to ruin my relationship, (laughs) you know, so I think we're having an effect telling people this, but it's true, it's a relationship killer for a reason, go ahead.
1: Yeah, fortunately for me, and and I think I, I agree with Steve on this, I think it's just the way that we... Both of us are the same in this particular regard, but again, that doesn't mean we're typical in in uh, the way that we respond. Uh, there are plenty of differences out there. So, for example, um, most of my strength athlete buddies would probably fall into this category as well. There will be the one who is always aggressive, but everybody else would be the kind of people come to the gym, smash the weights, and you just want to chill the fuck out after, Stephen. And, and, you know, you know your size of the house, you know you're strong as a ball, you've got nothing to prove aggression-wise. And yet, of course, there are plenty of stories out there. When Frank fight that stories typically because it's unusual, I can think of people arguing over fights, uh, music in a gym, who who came in first, all that kind of crazy fucked up stuff. And sometimes, and this is in powerlifting as well, Steve, sometimes that is literally because these aggressive motherfuckers to begin with, and that's why the sport's great for them, coming in and do the crazy stuff. But equally, it's because obviously they are using doses of drugs, especially the androgens and, of course, the Tremolone. One of the things that stood out in my mind in terms of experiences, and it's not a personal experience because I've had these conversations with strength athletes, as I said earlier, typically bigger, typically stronger, bigger, like 150 kilograms or 330 pounds is quite normal, and that's for short stumpy motherfuckers, never mind the tall bastards. Some of the really, really tall guys get up to over 200 kilos, Steve. I'm thinking of four 205 kilograms, that's 451 pounds body weight. Brian Shaw, over 200 kilos. Eddie Haller is absolute best, over 200 kilos. And if you look at Eddie competing at that time, probably are arguably more aggressive than at that weight, at that size, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so the number one thing that seemed to be an issue with the guys, bearing in mind they will have a higher body fat, is the so-called chain sweat, Steve. So uh, stories like, and again, it's because they they kind of knew that there was going to be an issue, but they hadn't anticipated, even at their level, just how bad it was going to be, was having to change a T-shirt. If they went to bed, even on a cold English night, British night, sweating so badly that they had to get out of bed and change their T-shirt and the worst examples, especially if we had a warm evening, was having to get out of bed and change the sheets. You also had the girlfriends complaining, even if the person was mild mannered, that you're, it was like sitting next to someone as heating up, Steve, in bed. So not only have you got this pool of sweat, this great big 150 kilo, 330 pound sweaty monster next to you, but the heat was radiating off of them because of the thermogenesis, because of the metabolism going into overdrive. As it will do on any sort of anabolic androgenic drug, but especially so on uh, TREN. Other ones, Stephen, we can talk about mitigating some of the side effects here, would be the TREN cough. And this literally is you've just given yourself an injection of one mil, 2 mil, 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams, whatever, and immediately find yourself coughing. Uh, And, again, it's one of those things that's that's, going to set you off sweating just standing there. And for some users, especially new users, a trend cough can almost set off an anxiety issue. So it's, again, what have I done? Have I nicked an artery? Have I nicked a vein or whatever else? In reality, trend cough in and of itself is a thing specific to trend. And then you've even got stuff like, which I'm just reading from the article that we're going to associate with this podcast, dark-coloured urine. So for And this is a silly little thing in and of itself. Trend has a color, typically golden, and it can vary in coloration. And of course, that's because of the trend itself. Now, that will also have an effect on your urine and on your pee. But also, and I think I want to touch on something that Steve mentioned earlier on. And this, this is kind of obvious, guys, but sometimes it needs to be said. The more potent, and in this case, five times more potent, and anabolic and androgenic a drug is. The more likely you're going to have an effect. I, I I touched on this earlier, Steve. If it's it's like the difference between having pepper, black pepper on your food, and a chili. It's just going to be on another level. Something that's that's much more stronger, that's much more stimulating. In the case of the example I just given, one is just going to give you a bit of flavour. The other one might make you sweat like a motherfucker. And that and that's how much more potent and how much more stimulate in the, two, the the second is compared to the first. Well, the same thing applies to a really potent, five times more potent than the, than a base testosterone. Uh, is why would you expect it not to have an effect? Literally, guys, and I've used this analogy before, any drug that puts pounds of muscle on you over and above and in comparison to, say, something else, any drug that's going to make you that little bit more aggressive if you're predisposition to a any drug that's literally making you sweat when you lay in bed is has to be more powerful. So it's the same thing with whether it's a painkiller. It's the same thing with it's a kind of stimulant, and it's definitely the same thing when we're talking about anabolic and androgenic drugs that are that much stronger than anything else. There, there's there's another thing. I've got one more, one or two more. Stephen, these are rare guys, so it's not something that you're going to see in all users. And again, like I said, we'd like to talk about on his podcast the typical user. But some Steve in- users find an inability to reach a climax during intercourse, and sometimes even worse, guys, total impotence. That again, that's rare, as is glanomastia. Again, rare amongst users of Tread. You have to be predispositioned. It's all about one or two of- percent of users in that particular regards. Something else, Steve, as well. I want to touch on this because it's something you and I've discussed on other podcasts. This decreased ability to do cardio, in other words, your endurance goes to shit, as to put it crudely. So one of the things, for example, with my upcoming cut is I'm going to try to make sure that I'm in a certain number of steps. It's just that much more difficult, as Steve's talked about on other podcasts, when we talked about trend to keep your cardiovascular ability where it is. It tends to decrease during cycle so it's just that much harder for you to keep doing the steps to keep going out running to keep playing whatever sports it is that's great for your heart health for your cardiovascular health touch upon that steve
0: yeah there's a couple different things so yeah definitely is the cardio killer and there's really you know not much you can do on trend when it comes to cardio except go into cycle and in peak shape so what i like to do before i use trend Is I'll go. I'll do a lot of running. A lot of running. I'll go to the park and just run around the park, like for like thirty minutes, forty minutes. Put in a few miles. Really get my, um, you know, my endurance up. This way, when I go on the trend, it kills my endurance. So if you go into the trend cycle already with shitty endurance, and what do you think is going to happen? So we've seen guys, pro bodybuilders, end up with blood clots and these types of issues. They're so fucking huge and muscular, and their heart health is such shit. And of course, you're gonna get blood clots, you know, and and this is, you've got to keep in mind, if you go into a trend cycle with bad heart health, you're going to really open yourself up to problems in the short and long term. So you don't want to do that. When it comes to trend cough, I'll give you a couple uh, tips for current trend cough, which will help. Um, Now, trend cough, what it is, you'll inject and you'll feel something coming on where you can't breathe. And what ends up happening is um the first time it happened to me i had already done my research i knew what to expect i didn't panic so i was injecting i started feeling it coming on the trend cop so i pulled out the the plunger and i basically got on my hands and knees and i just coughed for like 30 40 seconds straight where there was like phlegm coming out of my mouth coming out of my nose it was horrible was just the worst cough ever and and it's basically where your lungs, somehow the trend kind of irritates your lungs. So it'd be like walking into a house that's on fire. Same thing. The smoke is going to irritate your lungs. It's, it's the same thing that happens. So you just got to remain calm, let it go through. But one of the a couple of ways that I found that really lowers your chance of trend cough is injecting shallow. So injecting a small amount of trend with a, a, a tinier needle and only going half an inch where you're barely like into the muscle. Now, obviously, when you do that, you open yourself up to abscesses and scar tissue issues and stuff like that. But it will cut back on the the trend cough because you're not going so deep inside where you hit a blood vessel and a little bit of the trend gets in the blood vessel, which travels into your lungs and you get the trend cough. Another thing too is diluting the trend with another steroid. So that's going to lead us into the next topic, which is stacking trend and had a dose trend. So one of the ways that I've always you know, um, seen with trend um, where guys will dose it, uh, about 350 milligrams a week seems to be the average dose. And the reason is 50 milligrams a day of ACE would come out to 350 milligrams a week. So that just makes sense in itself. Or you could do 100 milligrams every other day and that would come up to, to, to 350 as well. So that seems to be the average dose. I have found that running trend a little lower than that cuts back enough in the side effects and doesn't affect your quote unquote gains. So you can run 250 to 300 and get just as good a results with less side effects. That's what I found. But you may be a little differently. Some guys, I've tried running trend up to 400 milligrams too much with the side effects. So I would say 400 is the max. For ninety percent of you out there, now some of you are going to be more aggressive. We got a couple guys on the forum that are aggressive. Uh, Monstro, Body Monster, these are guys that are definitely like they're huge. They're basically more. Uh, they're gamblers. I would. I would. They're the type of guys who, uh, who you know, will gamble a little bit more with their health. Those guys they'll run trend even higher. Professional bodybuilders they'll run trend higher. But for ninety to ninety-five percent of you, three hundred fifty. 300 250 that's going to be your sweet spot for the trend as far as what you can stack with trend this is the way i look at it if you're trying to cut back on side effects how does it make any sense to stack in another androgen with trend it doesn't so stacking testosterone with trend which also has estrogenic side effects and androgenic side effects to me will increase your side effects doesn't make any sense so the misconception that people have is if you add tests to trend, it lowers side effects. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, think about it. You're adding more gear. So I have found when I stack tests with trend, the side effects go way up and the, the gains actually don't get better. It's actually counterproductive because then I'm getting more side effects and it's affecting my gains. Like I'm not able to sleep as well, for example. So how does that make any sense? So, for me, I believe you should stack something mild with Trend, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, some of you are going to react really well to stacking an androgen with it. So you really have to experiment. But Europharmacies, they have so many different options with steroids mobster. Um, for me, I like to stack either some Anovar with it, some nice Europharmacies Anavar, or some nice Europharmacies Toronto Ball with it. And I'll do like 30 to 50 milligrams of the Anavar and like 30 to 40 milligrams of the t bol And that will give me, that will give me a nice synergetic effect. Because remember how I said earlier, these steroids, Anavar and t bol they're very good at binding the SHBG, sex hormone go- binding globulin. And I, I view SHBG as more of a, survival mechanism that the body has in the place to prevent you from putting on a vast amount of muscle and a vast amount of strength in a short amount of time so by binding to shbg you're lowering shbg and that's basically causing you to offset that survival mechanism and that can that can really make a big difference where you be able to put on a lot more good quality muscle tissue, good quality muscle mass, and strength in the process. So I'm a big fan of stacking mild things. Competitors, um, I talked about Body Monster and Monstro. These guys will actually run lots of Masteron. So they really like the Masteron effect when it comes to trend. And you can match the Masteron ester by ester. So if you're running the Trend Ace, you can run the Masteron Probe. If you're running the Trend E, you can run the Masteron E. So, rural pharmacies has has both those masterons, and they have all types of trends. They have the trend ACE, they have the trend E, and they have the tri trend, which is a blend of of trend. So, they got you covered, no matter which direction you want to go. And the only difference would be your injection frequency. If you run the shorter esters, you want to inject every other day or every every day. If you run the longer esters, you want to inject it a couple times a week. That's good. Um, so. But look, uh, I'll bring you in, Momster, on your thoughts. But look, you can stack pretty much anything with with Trend, but I wouldn't recommend stacking anything harsh with Trend. So don't stack Anadrol or Superdrol or any of these really, really harsh steroids or MENT, trestolone. Don't stack anything harsh with it. Equipoise, Premobolin, these are more mild steroids. That makes sense to stack with Trend. In fact, Equipoise, would be a good one to stack with trend. We see physique bodybuilders and open bodybuilders who stack equipoise with trend. So, and the reason they do that is equipoise won't cause crazy side effects, crazy estrogenic problems with the trend. So you're able to run the trend and really take advantage of it without that interference. You'll add to the cycle. So they love using Equipoison trend. If you want to copy what physique bodybuilders use, that's what they use. And we know that from, from the autopsies um, that we've seen from them of, of, of what's been in their system. Mobster, what are your thoughts on dosing and stacking trend? What are your ideas?
1: Well, there's a couple of thoughts that come to me as we've been talking, Steve. So number one is, um, and we've actually discussed this on other podcasts when we've been talking about other PEDs. Guys, you don't need to stick to the dosage that you start with. If the dosage you start with is giving you that bad bad of a side effect, if it's giving you that bad of a, oh, my God, Steve, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to get through this cycle. And th- I'm, I'm a great stickler. Normally, I'm the kind of guy that says, right, so we've got a plan, guys, and this is what you should be using. And that's how I work. I work out what I need. To, to hit a particular target to, to achieve a certain goal, Steve. And I kind of stick to the plan. And then, probably because I'm a low dose kind of guy, I can't see uh, that uh, I can't think of any example where with possibly var pumps where something was causing me that much of a problem that, you know, and even with the var pumps, I just mitigated that because there's things you can do. But I didn't stop the cycle, I didn't change the cycle. I've never needed to do that. But again, and then and we've actually touched upon this. We talked about it in the pre-show as well. So, guys, we will talk about the side effects again and again and again. And a trend more than anything else, we talk about side effects. And yet we'll still get the occasional user comes online and says, I, I did my research, I read about the side effects, but I didn't think it was going to have this effect on me. Now, this is the one time, and again, it can actually be done with any cycle, but it's the one time I will step in and say, I oh, don't you know what, I agree with the It's cut back, lower the dose. Bringing in something like Steve says with VQ, especially if it's in the first few days, first week, two weeks of a cycle, because it's that much easier to change and then press on and finish the cycle and hit the target, etc. that you, you you originally started the cycle with that in mind for, Steve. It makes sense. It doesn't make sense to be coughing all the way through the cycle. It doesn't make sense to be having anxiety. It doesn't make sense to, for example, as another side effect to have those horrendous dreams that some users get. If And again, that would disturb your sleep. So now you're not only are sweating, not only are you feeling anxious, you're not sleeping enough. That doesn't make sense to me. It's one of the few times where I would 100% step in and say, Do you know what, cut it down. If, if 350, 400 milligrams is too much, then cut back to 200. You're still going to get some effect. You're still going to get some of the benefits from any other drug that you've stacked it with at the same time. You just don't have to be, you know, 300 what I planned. Well, go back to 250. And we've actually seen this happen. We've seen users go with the suggestion lowering the dose a little tiny bit from 300 to 250 from 250 to 200 and now they can manage it with regards to the users and i'm actually thinking of competitive uh, athletes as well well in fact monstro is a competitive athlete in a particular example they are outliers again these guys are vascular pretty much year round ripped pretty much year round and it's not just because the drugs we are doing it's their genetic predisposition notice that like i said earlier on if you're leaner the side effects are that much easier to manage, but then if you're carrying any kind of level of body fat, so really you want to be, as Steve said earlier, in cardiovascular condition because you're going to lose some of that on the trend cycle, but also uh, it's a, a less body fat the better. So you know if you're 25, percent forget it. And we've actually seen this a couple of times, Steve. So if you're overweight. And you go, do you know what Trent's got that recomposition thing? I'm gonna lose fat and I'm gonna gain muscle on a cycle. It's the magic Eglixia. It's gonna, it's gonna do it's nectar of the gods, it's gonna do what it's no, 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 no. Please don't use it if you're out of condition, please don't use it if you have terrible problems with blood pressure or any kind of heart issue, and please don't use it, especially if you're 25 or 30 percent body weight. I, I honestly, Steve, we almost talk about, and this applies sometimes to to a drug like Trent kind of getting in shape for trend, And that's just literally upping your cardio, getting your blood pressure under control, eating more cleanly, and then introducing the cleanest part of the cycle. So these are things like that. Another one might be, and this goes for the night sweats, Steve. hydrate. How many times are we having these conversations on the forums when guys are asking, talk about experiences and stuff like that, and we are not asking them where they live in the world, we're not talking about the weather conditions, where they are, and so on. So, you know, if you've never used trend before, do you really want it to be like one of the hottest days, hottest weeks, hottest months of the year? No, you really don't. You almost, almost want it to be like the spring and the autumn, Steve, before we get into the heat of the summer. So there's things like that. And, and something I want to touch upon, just, a bit, just to clarify things as well. So, again, typical user versus competitive cycle. And we have talked about Monstro and Body Monster being those kind of outliers lean ripped vascular pretty much in shape all year round it the same thing applies when it comes to the difference between a typical user cycle and what we would stack it with as steve touched upon earlier on and a competitive cycle a competitive cycle can easily be steve and i suspect this is very much the case uh when you look at uh, bodybuilding videos by olympians that are going to go into the mr olympia competition pretty much everyone talks about the 16 week mark In reality, they're probably using something else at the 21-week mark, and then they kind of change from whatever they're doing in the off-season, adding strength, et cetera, and then they introduce the competition cycle, the competition stack. Now, that can take multiple stages, and drugs can come in and be taken out. And we've actually touched upon this multiple times. Trend in a a Olympia competitive cycle would probably be on the order of a gram a week, occasionally more. Is that good for you, me, Steve, the other average listener? Absolutely not. It's fun to talk about, guys, but you aren't, unless you're very, very lucky, under 10% body fat all year round, vascular as fuck all year round, and competing on stage once, twice, two, three times, sometimes more often through the year. In reality... Average Joe weighs 180 pounds, Steve, five and a half foot tall, five six, five seven, five ten, maybe five eleven nowadays. Shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. So there's that. Let me touch upon something else, guys, because it's a super duper part of this. And this is the reason why we talk about Euro pharmacies. So I've actually got two companies' products here on my desk, in my desk drawers, etc. And Euro Pharmacies is one of those companies. So both Steve and I have used europharmacy's products I've used them multiple times it has to be said so why why are they such a great source? okay number one and this is an super duper important thing. We like a long history meaning that they've been around a long time when it comes to any approved source It's very very difficult and I don't think we'd have ever done it Steve where the approved sources literally started up that year producing even if they're selling other companies' products. It's very rare for us to have a company that's just started. So we like companies that have been around a long time and Eurofarmers has been around a long time. We like to see that if we've never heard of a company before, we should be able to search for them online and see a solid ass, properly produced, properly presented website. We want to be able to find users of their product elsewhere outside of our forums and then of course on our forums. So not just people that we know, but other people, randoms that we don't know elsewhere, who else has used their products. We want to know that we for example, when we encourage training logs, we want to say, have you used what results did you get? Was it poor results? Listen, now and again you're going to get that from one user to the next. But if it's poor results across the board, then there's an issue. So we want to know that the company producing product is producing solid products. Something I've touched upon multiple times, Steve, and I'll bring you in on this as well is we talk about test results, lab results, certificates of analysis, this kind of thing. So all of these things are what make for me an approved source. What do you think on that, Steve, before we finish up?
0: So at the end of the day with trend, it's very important to keep in mind that there's a lot of dirty trend out there. And when you inject dirty trend, you're not only affecting your cycle negatively, but you're also affecting your health negatively. And it can cause a lot of health problems. So just the toxicity from uh, the, some of these guys, the way they're producing the trend in there is we call it we call it toilet gear or bathtub gear. And that's what it is, because they basically they produce the stuff in their shack or in their trailer in the middle of nowhere. And right next to where they're producing the trend, they're producing other drugs. And you know, we're talking about hard drugs like meth or fentanyl or whatever all this other crap that's going around right in uh, rural america today and destroying families and destroying um communities you know and causing people to overdose and all this stuff so that guy he's probably making the trend while he's high at the same time he's not a professional he's not a chemist he's not a scientist he does no education on this stuff okay that doesn't make any sense to buy gear from that person. You want to buy gear from high quality source, from actual chemists, from actual scientists, so actual people that know what they're doing, in an actual lab, a certified lab, okay, where they're producing it, and it's being monitored, and there is actual certificates of analysis with actually testing the gear after they produce it before they sell it to people. Not making their own customers the guinea pigs in the process. So your farmers has been around the years. They have the most consistent gear that you'll find, and it really is an amazing brand, and it's really really consistent. And uh, yeah, look me, you know me myself, I use them. Mobster uses them. They're they're an excellent excellent brand, and when you use their trend, you're going to get the cleanest trend that you're going to find, and you don't have to worry about you know, improprietaries and and it being underdosed or it being overdosed or any of these other problems. So you really want to go with a trusted brand whenever you're using any anabolic steroid, obviously, but trend especially, like using the wrong trend can lead to a stroke. It can lead to liver and kidney problems. Okay. So please, you know, always be careful where you're getting your gear, but especially your trend, because this this can really cause some serious issues. Mobster?
1: Yeah, dude, i just looking at, I've actually got a product of theirs on the desk and I've just looked at this, Steve. This is a silly, sounds like a silly example, guys, and you wouldn't think this was a big deal, but let me explain something. So they, they're quite proud of their labels. And why are they proud of their labels? Because if you look on their label Steve, there's a little tiny blue triangle up in the top right-hand corner of the label. There's a sort of holographic cellophane on the top. These are expensive. If you pick on that blue corner, you can peel the top label off and there's another label underneath. And the label underneath, what do I mean by all this stuff? It's super expensive. We touched upon this when we were talking about another product recently. And I said, look, if I'm going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of pounds, hundreds of thousands of whatever the domination is for where you live in order to produce a product, and then they're going to spend the same again on labels and holograms and stuff. Holographic labels are a pain in the ass, Steve. Producing individual uh, batch numbers used by dates, manufacturing dates, et cetera. Authorize, authorization codes where you can go on and check, is this a legitimate product produced by a Europharmacist? Is it a copy from someone else? The, if someone else wanted to copy their product, they're going to have to spend an enormous amount of money just to get the label right. And, and just to get the boxes right, just to get the authorization codes right, just to get the man all of these things are really, really difficult. And, and it's a sign for me, again, of a company that's it's, t- it's taken pride in its product. That it's actually said, you know what, we want to the- fuck any company that tries to copy our product off. We don't care if they're producing something that's got the same colours. We don't care if they've got something that's got, say, EP on the label it can mean something else. What we want is that you pick up our product and trust it. You can see the time and effort that's gone in just to put in the bottle, the vial, the ampule, whatever, together, the box, the holograms, the way it's designed, et cetera. The fact that you can peel that label off to see underneath. I bet you the copy Steve don't have that. So it's things like that. And it doesn't matter whether it's a pharmacist or another company. These things take time and effort. And, and again, if you're going to produce this in mass quantities, it's incredibly expensive. And trust me, your pharmacist is worldwide. It's literally domestic market in America is big. The European market is is actually slightly bigger Steve in terms of the sheer numbers. and europharmacies is is worldwide type product. so to, to produce this and have this quality and level going all over the world is super, super important and really, really difficult. So that's again, Steve and I have used it. I've got them and one other company's product on my desk. that's it. There is literally no other no other company's products on my desk that I'm using, and I've used Europharmacies multiple times. So definitely, mobs approved. Definitely, CSME approved. Please note: we are not doctors, and opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.